Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, I'm Johnny. And I'm Randy. And we are excited to do this week's episode. Uh, it is Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. I have not seen this film since, man, I was in uh, high school, dude. Man, I think I was younger than that. Really? I really do. I don't think I've seen this movie since I, before I was a teenager. I believe this was my freshman year when I watched it. I've only seen it once. And I couldn't remember if I liked it or not, to be honest with you. I remember watching it when I was a kid because my dad watched it. Oh, yeah? And it was one of those, you know... Scary in hell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that Rolling Stones review. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, this is October 22nd, and I am so excited because next weekend is Halloween. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, cannot wait. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> I was like, keep it going. <laughs> For y'all who don't know, which everybody who listens to this probably don't know, we do a haunted house at my house every year. I uh, I have a two-car carport. We block it off and we make it into a haunted house. And this will be my third year doing it. And, you know, we did it just because... My kids are all teenagers now. They don't really want to go trick-or-treating. And, Randy, you were a part of the haunted house last year. I was. And, man, we had people lined up down the sidewalk. I mean, down my driveway, down the sidewalk. We had to start telling people, hey, four or five at a time can come in. So, this is my favorite time of the year. And, yes, I watch horror movies all the time. But, in October, it's always fun to be like, nah, I got a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, my wife would be like, are you watching another scary movie? I'm like, it's Halloween, you know. <laughs> it's Halloween season. Come on now. <laughs> so that being said, Randy. Yes. What is your favorite, like, you know, this is the month of October. What's yep. your favorite, not Halloween like Michael Myers, but Halloween themed or Halloween scary movie uh, film that you like watching? Like, what to you represents, okay, it's October. I got to watch this film. See... This is where we're going to differ because it's a different kind of movie. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm asking. I think For it's... me, Halloween means it's time to watch Hocus Pocus. I love Hocus Pocus. I love me some Hocus Pocus. Dude, yeah. It's not the 
typical scary movie, you know, stuff. I mean, I've got other scary movies that I like watching. Right. But when Halloween time rolls around, it was one of those, hey, Hocus Pocus is going to be on TV now. Oh, yeah. Just like Christmas time rolls around, a Christmas story is going to be on TV. Yeah, I, I mean, I get you. Hocus Pocus is one of my favorite movies. Have you seen my Special Collector Editions Blu-ray? I think you showed it to me. It's the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I found that, and I think it was Target or Best Buy, and I was like, <gasps> Yeah, I think you, you know? showed that to me. Yeah, but... Oh, man, that, yeah, don't nobody need to hate on Hocus Pocus. No, man, it's such a good movie. And now, after all these years, they're doing part two. Man, I'm scared. Me too. That's yeah. exactly what I said. I said, some things don't need a sequel. If it's not the original cast, it don't. It is the original cast. I, I mean. It's all three of the Sanderson sisters. I don't know if it's coming. I think it's coming out on Disney Plus, but I don't want to see it on Disney Plus. I want to see it in the theater, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. But I think it's, I don't know, I'm excited, but then again, I'm like, I'm going to watch it. It's been... Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I don't know. Like, when it comes, of course, October, you know, on Halloween night, I normally play a Michael Myers movie. Mm -hmm. You know, a Halloween film. But... Just like on Christmas, you play National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And Ernest Saves Christmas. Come on, man. And Ernest Saves Christmas. But anyway, I just didn't know, like I said, because I I hear so many responses like you know i'll look on twitter instagram and they're like it's that time of the month <laughs> not that time of the month you know what i'm saying but it's that time of the year whatever and like everybody's playing their favorite horror movies and uh-huh. stuff and of course mine's always gonna be halloween but i don't know I, li- I like watching the old 70s 80s films during halloween time right. you know what i'm saying yeah i so, feel you but anyway uh Man, after all these years of watching Pumpkinhead, was you disappointed? I wasn't. Me neither. I really wasn't. Like, we've watched some movies and we've done some reviews on movies that we watched as kids and then come back and I was like, uh, you know. Right, right. You know, it wasn't as good as we thought it was. Right. This one, I was worried because it's such an older movie. Yeah. Um... And I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I was really worried that it was going to be one of those, eh, you know. But yeah, yeah. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Right on, yeah. Uh, excuse me for a second. <coughs> We're not that professional where we cut all that out. Yeah, no. You hear it raw and uncut. Johnny's bronchial tubes are going crazy. I know it, man. Stupid weather changing and all that it. stuff. But anyway, so Randy. Yes. You want to hit us with the cast or the summary first? We're gonna hit the summary first. Right on, go for it. After a group of teens accidentally kill a young boy named Billy Harley, his father, Ed, is devastated, and the only thing he wants is revenge. He goes to an old woman who is said to be a witch and conjures a demonic creature known as Pumpkinhead and unleashes him on the teens. Good summary. Yeah, that was actually the second one. It wasn't nine pages long. Oh, really? Oh, and uh, just to throw this out there, even though you know we're already off the subject, but <laughs> my one of my favorite films to watch during the Halloween season, The Adams Family. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Adams Family is a good one. I love it. Which one? One or I have to watch both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Family and Adam Family Values. There you know you what I'm saying? Go. There you go. But yeah, I gotta watch it both, man. But anyway, so read the uh, cast. The cast we've got Lance. Henriksen mm-hmm. plays Ed Harley. His son, Billy Harley, is played by Matthew Hurley. Then we've got the teens. We've got Jeff East plays Chris. Don DeKino plays Joel. 
Carrie Ramsey plays Maggie. Cynthia Bain plays Tracy. Natalie Marie plays Kim. Then we've got Tom Woodruff Jr. playing Pumpkinhead. And Florence Schoffler plays Haggis the Witch. Mm -hmm. And then Joel Hoffman plays Steve. And actually, the uh, woman that played Blossom, Mayim Balik, Balik, she plays one of the Wallace kids. And I never did see her, though, did you? I never, it, she never stuck out to me. Right, so. Yeah. Who was this written and directed by? This was written by, I'll get this thing to pull up right. It was directed by Stan Winston. Right. Uh, the music was by Richard Stone. The story was by Mark Patrick Carducci, mm -hmm. Stan Winston, and Richard C. Weinman. Right on. Right on. And it's based off of a poem by Ed Justice called Pumpkinhead. Cool. Cool beans. Yeah. So, we ready to get into the film already? Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> so, Pumpkinhead came out in 1988. And I will say, for it being, you know, released... Let's see, what is that? 30? 40 years ago? Uh, 40. I was born in 86. Oh, yeah, my bad, about? my bad. <laughs> 88 would make it like 33. Okay, well, there you go. Well, getting close, buddy. Oof. But anyway, uh, I still think the effects look pretty good, especially on Pumpkinhead. I was really surprised because the graphics in and of itself was, right. was really good to be such an older movie. Right. All right, so the opening scene, all we see is... Down there in the uh, corner, it says 1957. And we see a dad, a mom, and a son in this old, like, log cabin, I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the dad cocks the shotgun. And you see this little boy and this mom, they're, like, at the edge of the bed. And it looks like they're saying their prayers. Well, the little boy's name is Eddie. And he turns around, and his mom says, Eddie, continue with your prayers. You know, so they kind of look around, and he starts saying his prayers again. Well, the dad's name is Tom. And you see Tom goes outside. He's got a shotgun. He goes to the barn. He goes, puts the horse up. You can tell he's getting he's getting prepared for something. Right. And I did love in, like, just little things in this scene, like the smog, the fog, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it around. I love that. Yeah. I thought and, that was really good. The lighting was really good. Yeah, anytime they do a movie and they have really good lighting, that fog and that smog is just going to look great. Right. It's, it's, <clears> it just kind of rolls in and the lights hit the, the shadows just right. Yeah, it looked really good. Looks like the moonlight is hitting it. Mm -hmm. So Tom gets back into the house and his wife even asks him, she's like, should I be afraid? You know? And all of a sudden, it cuts to a man running through the woods well right. then he gets up to this fence and he jumps the fence and it's into a cornfield and he's panicking he's running and it looks like something tripped him and starts dragging him backwards mm -hmm. and I also i was like oh, okay this you know he's gone he's dead <laughs> well then it shows it cuts back and it shows tom and the wife and that little eddie eddie's laying in the bed yep and the mom and dad are sitting there, and you know you can tell they're just being quiet. They're not saying a word. The dad's holding a shotgun like he's ready to start blasting. Mm -hmm. What well, cuts back to now we see the man running to uh, the house. He he's in the cornfield, so he's I mean he, now he's scratched up though. You can see like the blood on his face. Right. Well, he runs up to the house and he just starts banging on the house, and he's like, uh, 
Tom, this is Clayton. Please let me and then please let me in. And he's just like begging Tom. And he Tom looks at his wife and she's like, This is this what'd she say? This is a something like it's not right. Yeah, it's not right. Uh uh we should help and he's like, No, no, like he's like, just be quiet, be quiet. And little Eddie over there, he's starting to set up, he's listening. And this guy, and the guy name is Clayton. He's just begging him. He's like, "Please, this." He's like, "Let me in." He goes, "Go away, Clayton." And he's like, uh, "This ain't Christian of you, <laughs> you know." Like right. he, he's begging this. Oh, he's dude. trying, boy. Yeah. And Tom gets up and he's got the shotgun. He's like, "Get away from my house!" And you hear Clayton say, "I didn't kill that girl. It said that I did, but I didn't." Yeah. And I like Tom's response. He goes, "I don't know nothing about it. I don't want nobody. Get away from my house. Get away mm-hmm. from my family." You know, well, all of a sudden, boom, Clayton gets, like, just whipped out of the scene. And uh, I'm guessing it either Pumpkinhead threw him or something, but I know he gets he gets kind of thrown out of the scene. Yeah. He takes off running. Well, little Eddie gets out of bed and goes over to the window, and all we see in the mist is Pumpkinhead picking up Clayton. And mm-hmm. then... It didn't really show the death scene, did it? Just shows him picking them up. Yeah, it just shows him picking them up and holding them. And all of a sudden, boom! It just cuts, and now we see a grown man that just says "present" in front of him. So now we know we went from 1957. Now we're in the present time, mm-hmm. and we see he's burning. What was he burning? Like it just looks like he was burning brush. Is that what he's doing? Basically, yeah. So, which we we find out the guy's name is Ed. Ed Hardy. Ed Hartley, and he's sitting there burning the brush, and his little son is sitting over there. His name is Billy. He's playing with his dog, Gypsy, and he just, right off the bat, you can tell that they have a really close relationship, because mm-hmm. he's like, hey, come over here and wash your hands up, and the little boy goes over there, and he's washing, uh, Ed's washing his son's hands, and what's he tell him, Mike? He was telling him about how when he was a kid, his grandma would wash his hands just like this. Mm-hmm. And she was so old, she had that paper-thin skin. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, the little Billy's just sitting there. You can tell Billy likes hearing stories from his dad. Yeah. And uh, he says, hey, last one in the house has to do the... Uh, breakfast dishes. Breakfast dishes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can tell he lets little Billy beat him, you know, uh-huh. in the house. So they run up in the house, well... It cuts to now they're at the breakfast table. And it's funny because the dad's over there eating and you see Billy. And he just kind of looks over his dad and all of a sudden he takes a piece. I'm guessing it was a piece of egg or something off of his plate. And he puts it underneath the table and you see him feeding a dog. And Ed never looked up. Ed's just like, Billy? Yeah. And he's like, you don't feed the dog at the breakfast table. And he's like, but daddy's hungry. He goes, you go put it in his bowl then. You know? Yeah. So Billy gets up and goes feeds his dog. Well, he comes back and he says, uh, is it story time, dad? And Ed's like, yes, of course it's story time. So before he starts telling him the story, Billy's like, Dad, I, I got something for you. And he, what he did was he made a little necklace for him. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Just like a little man just made like out a of little, like straw? Or yeah, something? like just like a little figure. And uh, he says, do you like it, Daddy? And he goes, I love it, son. Like you can just tell they, that's all they have and yeah. they're happy with it. Right. Simple living. Exactly. That's Yeah, that's exactly what we were saying too. And, he gives the boy, or he gives him his necklace. He puts it on, and he goes, "You don't have to wear it every day, Dad." You know, but the dad is just overwhelmed with this right. present, you know, and so he starts telling them stories about a dad and a son. Where would you 
the way I took that was he was talking about himself and the yeah. boys. That how you, yeah, that's kind of how I figured it. It was kind of leaning that way, like he was talking about himself and him. Yeah. Well, it it cuts all of a sudden to where you see two vehicles. You see a car and a truck, and at the end of the truck, he's got a oh, what'd you call it? A trailer, and it's got mm-hmm. what like is it two or three dirt bikes on there? Dirt bikes. Uh, yeah, no, I two. Said, two. Oh, is it two? I was yeah. saying I couldn't remember if I had two or three. And now we're getting introduced to, I'm guessing they were teenagers. That's the mm-hmm. way I took it. And I think I got all their names right. Uh, let's see. I know there's Joe, who was the douche. Mm-hmm. Then there was Chris. Then there was Maggie, Tracy, Steve, and Steve. And is that all of? Them? Two, three. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I just want to make sure because. I was, man, when they started naming all their, I was like, holy crap, which yeah. one's which, you know? Yeah. But we see all the teenagers, and they're coming into town. And I, it killed me because it cuts to Joel and his old lady, Kim. That's her name. Joel and Kim are in the car, and you can already tell Joel's the douche. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because she reaches back there to get a beer, and you can see his rifle sitting in the back seat. And she's like, why you got to carry that stupid thing with you everywhere you go? And he goes, Cause you never know what you're gonna find in the jungle, yo. <laughs> and all I was, I was like, he is doing the worst Sylvester Stallone uh, impersonation. You know what I'm saying? I remember me and you just looked at each other when he did it, and I was like, really, really? Yeah, but he did. I mean, he even added the yo. Yeah, and that's Rocky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, it cuts to now. We see a little grocery store. I guess you would call it a grocery store, wouldn't you? Yeah. And it says Harley and Son Grocery. So we know Ed Harley owns it, and his son, I guess, is what? What would you say? Just kind of helping out with the. Pretty I know much. he was like watering the vegetables mm-hmm. and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, all of a sudden, the teenagers pull up at the grocery store, and little Billy's out there with his dog Gypsy, and Gypsy's just growling at these teenagers. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as they all walk by, everybody's pretty cool, but Joe looks over and he goes, check out the kid with the Coke bottle glasses. The glasses wasn't even that thick. No, that's what I was sitting there thinking. And then and everybody was like, Joe, really? Right. Like, yeah. and Joe's brother is Steve in it, yep. in the film. And you can tell Steve's the laid back one, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it was uh, Maggie, and, uh, Maggie and Tracy where they were like, that's just that's just mean. Like mm-hmm. they got really offended yeah. by that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they all, uh, I know they go into the store, and Joel decides that he's going to show out and pull his dirt bike down. Mm-hmm. Now, was why did they have an issue with him pulling the dirt? Were they heading a certain place or what? Like they were supposed did, to be going to a cabin, right? But like they had a fit that he pulled it down. That's what I didn't get. I guess they thought he was just going to show off or something like that. I'm not sure. I guess. Yeah, they they didn't really, I don't know. They didn't really say. But it, it was cool because you can tell which when the teenagers go over there, and like I said, I know Chris, Steve, and uh, Maggie, and Tracy all go over to the little boy, and they're like, oh, is this your dog? Yeah, this mm-hmm. is Gypsy. And he's they're like, what's your name? And he's like, my name's Billy. They're being sweet to this kid. Oh, yeah. And I thought they actually played off each other pretty good. Like, I thought the kid, I even thought teenagers acted like, I mean, not teenagers of these days, yeah, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I thought they played off really good with each other. And uh, all of a sudden, we see this old, dirty truck pull up. Now, Joe has already got on his dirt bike and took off. And like mm-hmm. you said, he's just showing out. Yeah. Well, we see And that, he's drunk, so. 
Yeah, that's right. He was drinking too. Well, now we see this old dirty truck pull up and it's got like five kids in the back. Well, the dad gets out and it's Mr. Wallace. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you kids stay out here. I'm going to go in here. And he's, you know, talking about his feed, getting his feed and all this stuff. And uh, there's this little boy. I don't know the kid's name. The, the littlest, it's the little brother. I don't think they ever said his name. That's what they didn't say a whole lot about. I, his name. They just they were just the Wallace kids, right? Other than Bunt, yeah, and Bunt was there too, right? Yeah. So they all get out of the back of the truck, and Billy's over there, and he's got a little ball, and he's throwing it where Gypsy will go get it. Well, so does Bunt have a? He's got a ball too, was it? Was that Billy's ball? No, that was Billy's ball. Okay, see, yeah. I didn't see if the, he took the, it or not. Yeah, the little boy took Billy's ball and was, I, I guess, messing with his sisters and all that kind of stuff. So. Once that little boy goes over to Billy and takes Billy's ball, they all start picking on him, and, and Bunt's like, give the uh, boy back his ball. And uh, he's like you said, he's picking on his other sisters. Well, then they start scaring him. They're like, well, you're doing a bad thing, and you know what happens to bad people uh-huh. when they do bad things. And he's like, no, leave me alone. And they start saying this rhyme about Pumpkinhead. Yeah. And I have no idea what the rhyme was because – so I don't know if it's the exact same as the poem from Ed Justice or not, <clears throat> but the poem, the original version, says, Keep away from Pumpkinhead unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead. He mean, He's mean and unforgiving. Laugh at him and you're undone, but in some dreadful fashion, vengeance he's, he considers fun and plans it with a passion. Time will not erase or blot a plot that he was brewing. It's when you think that he's forgot he'll conjure your undoing. Bolted doors and windows barred, guard dogs prowling in the yard, won't protect you in your bed, nothing will from Pumpkinhead. That's pretty creepy. So I don't know if that was the exact, I, you know, they were kind of talking over him when they were doing the little poem and teasing him. Yeah, because the little boy kept going, stop yeah. it, you know. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't make out exactly what, you know, they were saying to him, but that's the original poem. Well, that's pretty cool, I like yeah. that. I thought it was cool. So that and the dude, whole movie's based on that poem. So the guy wrote that before that, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I had never heard that before. I didn't either. But, well, like you said, though, they were talking over each other because I think he had like two sisters, three sisters and an older brother. Mm, I think so. And they were just circling them, picking on them. Yep. And even Billy's like looking back there the whole time. And the whole time they're picking on this little boy, uh, you can tell that. Maggie and Tracy are getting upset, and Chris. Yeah. They're just watching it. Well, finally, Tracy's like, leave him alone. Like, she snaps mm-hmm. on these kids. Yeah. And it kills me because Bunt's like, give me the ball. And he gives the ball back to Billy, you know. And then uh, and they start I think walking. she was getting creeped out, too. That's the bad part. Right, yeah. right. And as they're walking off, Chris looks at uh, Tracy, and he's like, I was about this close to saying something, too. Yeah. You know, that's how all. Tough guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it cuts to now. Uh, Ed and Mr. Wallace is in there mm-hmm. in the shop, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm here to pick my feed up," and but he's buying a couple other things as well. And Ed's like, "Oh, I, I forgot to bring you feed. It's at my house." He goes, "I can run and go get it." And he goes, "Well, you just bring it to my house. I gotta get going." Yeah. So now all the teenagers go over there and they pull off another Steve, which is Joel's brother, pulls off his dirt bike. So now he takes off with Joel. Now all the teenagers go over there to watch, you know, Joel and Steve having fun on these bikes. And Ed looks at his son, Billy, and he's like, hey, Billy, get Gypsy in here out of the sun for a little bit. Yeah. Well, when he brings Gypsy in, he tells him, he goes, I got to go down to the house and get the feed. 
I want you to stay in the store. Don't go nowhere. Yeah, don't go anywhere. So, it shows Ed loading up. He's leaving. And as he's gone, Billy and Gypsy are in the little shop. And they're just sitting there, and I think he's even got the little ball. Yeah. And first thing I thought of was he's going to throw that ball out in the street. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pet cemetery. Pet cemetery, yeah. 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 You know, <clears throat> excuse me. So, anyway, they're sitting there, and you can hear the dirt bikes are getting a little louder. It's almost like now they're coming, they're heading back toward the uh, shop. Right. And Gypsy starts growling and takes off. And Billy's like, uh, Gypsy, Gypsy. And he starts following his dog. Well, the dog just runs past everybody as they're watching uh, Steve and Joel on these dirt bikes. And the dog just starts taking off after the dirt bikes. Well, Billy runs after him. And I really thought they built this scene up pretty good because Billy just run passes uh, the other teenagers watching. And I believe it's Maggie. Yeah, it's Maggie and Tracy are the ones that's like, Billy, hey, little boy, Billy. And they they start following them. And the music's picking up, and it's getting more intense. And I was like, okay. You got an idea what's fixing to happen. Yep. And the dog runs out of sight, and Billy's like, Gypsy. And he's, he's just chasing his dog. Well, all of a sudden, we see Steve come over this hill, and it looks like he's fixing to hit Billy. Mm-hmm. Well, he just so happens that, I mean, he barely misses Billy. Yeah. And he even, like the bike, even went out from underneath him. Well, here comes Joe, and Joe comes over the hill, and boom, hits Billy. Yep. And Billy just goes to the ground. And, like, Maggie and Tracy, I thought their acting was really good in this scene. Yeah. They're running over there, and they're just flipping out, crying. And they they just met this boy, but, man, they're even over there. It's Billy, it's okay. It's, it's okay. But, you know, like, they're right. just... Man, it, I ain't gonna lie. That was a little touching scene. I, I mean, it was because they acted really good. They they played really well off each other, and then they, it was believable. Yeah. Because, I mean, it would it's, it's how you would expect people to act when something like that happens, regardless of whether or not you know the kid. Right, and... It almost got ruined for me, though, because I saw, after you pointed out that, well, I saw it, we both seen it, and then I was like, well, man, that was the like a little weed, a little grass. No, he he was blinking. Yeah, the little boy was blinking, and I was like, I thought he's dead. See, and that's the thing, it's like, I knew, I knew in the movie, you know, I, I knew that something happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. Which we we already spoiled it anyway. The, the yeah. little boy died. I knew, I knew the kid died in the movie. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't remember how. So I was like, all right, so this is how he died. Yeah. But then I seen him blinking, and I was like, all right, maybe they just caught a kid. You yeah. Know, you know, it ends up he wasn't really dead. Right. So, yeah, and I, I was like, because even, like, there was a couple scenes where they'd start trying to, like, move him, and his arms would move a little bit. I was yeah, like, yeah. dang it. But anyway, now that we know that he wasn't supposed to be dead at that moment. Right. Joel gets up, sees what's happening, and just books it and takes off. And... His girl Kim runs uh, after him, and she's uh, she's flipping out. Well, Steve, his brother, runs over, and he goes, "Joe, what are you doing?" Because Joe puts the dirt bike on the trailer. Right. And Joe's like, "I've been drinking. They're they're gonna they'll fry me." And he's like, "But it was an accident, you know." Well, Kim runs up to the car, and he actually shoves Kim to the ground. Joe does, and tells her to get in the car. They get in the car and take off. And they just leave the little boy there. Yeah. Well, Steve runs back over there, and. At this time, Maggie and uh, Tracy are around Billy's body, and they're trying to comfort him, tell him everything's going to be all right, you know, just hang in there. And they ask, where's Joe going? 
And, <clears throat> excuse me, I know uh, Steve says, you guys go, go call the cops. Uh, Chris ran to the um, little shop that they have, a little mm-hmm. grocery store, and they couldn't find a phone. So when they come back, that's when he tells them, he goes, well, go to the cabin, and he goes, I'll stay with the boy. Until, you know. Right. So they all leave, and the only one left is Steve, and he's with uh, Billy. Well, Ed, now he shows back up. He goes inside the shop, <clears throat> and he's like, hey, Billy, Gypsy. Like, he's looking. He even whistles for Gypsy and doesn't hear anything. That's one thing that was funny, too. Not funny, but did you notice when the little boy got hit, the dog ran straight up to Billy and never left him? Yeah. And then, like, he's whimpering the whole time. And I was like, gum, man. That's... Even the dog's got good acting. Yeah, that was good. I like that. But Ed, when he starts whistling for Gypsy, he hears the dog, I believe, barking. And he comes around the corner, and that's where he sees Steve. And Steve, this is the only the part only part that I was like, ah, you could have done something different. Instead of being like, hey, Mr. Harris, you know, letting him know, hey, something's wrong with your son. Yeah. He just puts his arm up and waves at, his, waves at Ed like, uh, hey, your son's dying over here. Uh, you you might want to come over here for a minute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. Well, Ed starts walking that way. Well, then he starts picking up a little pace because he realizes, oh, you know, my son's on the ground. Yeah. He takes off over there, <clears throat> and he grabs his son, and he, you know, he, he's trying to comfort him as well. And Steve, the, the, like I said, just little things like this, what caught my attention was, like Steve slowly raises his glasses up to yeah. give it to his dad, and Ed puts the glasses on top or on Billy's face, and picks him up, and the dog starts following him, and Steve's like, "Is there, uh, Mister? Is there anything I can do? Can I help?" And all of a sudden, dude, uh, Ed spins around, and the music out of nowhere just gives him one of them really bad looks. Like you can go to Hades look. Uh-huh. And Steve, Steve just kind of was like, uh, it was an accident. Yeah. Like he steps back and he's like, it, it, it was just an accident, you know? And so Ed takes off, gets him in the truck and just takes off. Well, we cut now to the cabin, which this cabin, fun fact, fun fact, this cabin was used for Friday the 13th, part four of the final chapter. It was a little, uh, Tommy Jarvis's house. That's crazy. And it was also used in Parks and Recreation. So. Fun fact. Fun little, fact. Little FF for you. On, yeah. Uh, on your podcast. Well, Ron Swanson got shot in the head. <clears throat> so anyway, they're at this cabin, and Joe's already there with his girl, uh, Kim. Well, Tracy comes in, and she's like, we got to call the cops. She grabs the phone, and Joe just cuts the cord, the phone cord. Well, Chris comes in behind um, Tracy, and she's like, he cut the phone cord. And they start bickering, like, back and forth. And he, Joe tells them, You're, the cops don't need to know. We're not, no. Right. you know, he's been drinking. And didn't they say that he's already had one ask, uh, incident that year or something like that? I didn't hear that part. I know his his uh, girlfriend said something to Tracy about, um, I, don't, I don't know if it was an accident or right. if there was an incident. But she said something about he had already gotten in trouble with the law once. Hmm. So, anyway, he didn't want it on his record, I guess. So this is the part right here, man. I thought he, I thought he killed this dude. No, oh, <clears throat> you know he was sitting there and he shoves Tracy on the ground and Maggie as well. Yeah. 
And I told you, I was like, I, there ain't no way I'd let one dude run this household. Well, Chris just gets up and shoves the piss out of Joe, makes Joe fall. Oh, he hits him. Oh, did he hit he, him? He co-cocked him. Good. Oh, I didn't see him hit yeah. him. I thought he sh- uh, just shoved him down. No, he co-cocked him. And Joe lands right next to all the uh, little firewood and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, we're going to get help. We're calling the police. Yeah. And he grabs the keys to the vehicle. Well, as soon as I seen where he landed, I was like, ah, dang. Joe grabs this big old log and just beats freaking Chris back his head up with this log. I mean, yeah, Chris goes down like a tree like that. Oh, yeah. I thought he killed him. I thought he did, too, because there was blood on the ground. <laughs> He's, he, I thought he was dead. He smacked him hard, dude. I was like, holy crap. Well, so it cuts to Ed, and now he returns back to his home with Billy. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was saying, too. You can tell that Billy's hanging on to his dad on a yeah. couple of these scenes. That's why I was like, man, I hope he ain't supposed to be dead. Yeah. Because that takes you out of the moment. You know what I'm saying? He gets inside of his house, and he's just talking to Billy. And he goes and sits on the bed, and he starts kind of like wiping his son's face. Because, you know, his son's bleeding a little bit. Yeah. And Billy just, or he starts telling him a story. And I, I don't know where Billy goes, Daddy. That's all he says. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm here, son. And all of a sudden, boom. You can you can tell his his body just went kind of limp. Yep. So you kind of knew then. So Billy passes away, and his dad's just distraught, you know, just bro- uh, broken heart, you know. Well, it cuts to now. Steve shows up to the cabin, and Joel has got... Uh, Joel's got Chris and Tracy locked in this closet yeah and he's holding that he's actually got a rifle and it's nice to know that joel or uh that he didn't kill him yeah so steve gets there and steve's telling him uh, where's everybody at and they they tell him what's going on and he tells joel he was like uh everything's gonna be all right they know they know it was an accident he's like who knows it was an accident he was like uh his dad his dad showed back up and he's like, what'd he say? And he goes, he didn't. He said, I told him it was an accident, and he just turned around and looked at me. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of gave that vibe like, uh, Joel knew, okay, you done yeah. pissed off the wrong guy. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? So They gave him that like, he like <clears throat> dude's going to come for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, then it, now it cuts to Ed, and he's going to the Wallace farm. Mm-hmm. And he's got Billy laying in the front seat of his truck, and he's got him covered up. And... Ed rolls up, and, uh, of course, I'm just going to say kid number one walks up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Wallace kid number one walks up, and he's like, uh, where's your dad at? He goes, I need to speak to him. And he's like, well, I'll go get him. And he goes in there, and he's like, Paul, you know, Mr. Harley's out here wanting to speak to you. And you can hear him say, oh, he's got my feed. That's what he's wanting. <clears throat> so Wallace comes out, and he tells Bunt, uh, hey, go. who names a kid Bunt? I don't know. We thought it was Bub. No, I thought it was Bud, uh, B-U-D, Bud, yeah. yeah. But he's Bunt. Bunt. I don't know. B-U-N-T. Maybe that was his favorite thing to do when he played baseball. Maybe. But anyway, so Bunt comes out, and Mr. Wallace tells him, he goes, hey, go unload that feed. And Ed says, uh, or no, Wallace says, how much do I owe you? And Ed says, well, depending on what you can tell me, you don't owe me anything. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, I'm looking for old lady Haggis. Or no, old. I'm looking for the old lady, is yeah. what he says. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Mr. Wallace like, nope, don't know what you're talking about. And he just gives him the money. Mm-hmm. And he was like, please. And he sh- actually, doesn't he show Billy's body laying there? Yeah. Yeah, he kind of yeah. opens the door and pulls his blanket back, and he's showing him laying on the seat. And 
uh, Wallace is like, go home, man. Bury your boy and just forget about it. And, you know, and he tells me, he goes, I can't. He goes, these teenagers killed my boy. You know, he's like, what did he say? They ran him over? Yeah. And the whole time, Bunt is listening. And Wallace tells Bunt, he's like, hey, uh, what does he tell him to go do? Just go go to the house. Yeah, go go to the house and uh, go inside. And he's like, but, Dad, you told me to unload his feet. He goes, just do what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. So he knows something's up. And Ed gets back in the truck or shuts the door and starts to leave. Well, Bunt meets him up the road. <clears throat> and he tells him, he says, uh, he says, you're looking for old, uh, old lady Haggis. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Ed. And he goes, well, uh, let's make a deal. You know? And he goes, he's, I'll show you where you go ahead. Yeah. He said, well, you got to trade for it. And he pulls out the $10 that his dad gave him for the feed. And he's like, it's funny because he he tells her he tells Ed where to go and then Ed's like get in, and he's like no 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 and then all of a sudden Ed just grabs him by his uh, collar and pulls him up to the truck and he's like no 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 I said get in you're gonna show me yeah so Ed and Bunt are going to find old lady Haggis well it's right they finally like you can tell it kind of fades like now times uh, passed a little bit it's a little darker now and. They stop in the middle of the road, and Bunt gets out, and he's like, this is as far as I go. And he tells him, you know, it's right up the road, and blah, blah, blah. He tells yep. him where it's at. And so Ed takes off, and now we see old lady Haggis's house. Man, she's... Mm-hmm. Right. Oof. And I was really curious what she looked like, because I couldn't remember. Yeah. <clears throat> so Ed is holding his son's body. You know, he's carrying his son's body wrapped in his blanket. Mm-hmm. And he finally gets up to old lady Haggis's house. And he goes inside and she's, you can see she's looking uh, at the fireplace. And without even turning around, she goes, who are you? And before he says anything, he's got his son's body. He starts walking toward her and she says, raising the dead ain't within my power. Yeah. I did like it. Her voice was even I mean everything about her was creepy oh dude she like she added the put the creep factor up like 100% oh yeah just her and he finally tells her he's like you know I'm I'm Ed Hartley and he sets he lays the boy down and gets I don't know if it was gold silver or it was just I think it was all of his valuables there, there, was, there was rings in it, there was a necklace, and then there was a bunch of gold <clears throat> coins. And Well, he walks up, and she's got like this little table, but it's got like this little, I would say, almost like a short, what would you call that glass? It's like a goblet. Is that what you call it? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I would say it was like a goblet. It was like a medieval cup, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And Ed walks up, and like you said, he's giving her all these coins and jewelry and stuff, and he goes, this is all I got. And she keeps denying him. She's like, no. She's like, I can't do what you want me to do. And so do you feel like he wanted her to do the revenge or he wanted just his boy brought back? No, I, I think he went in there with full intentions about revenge. She thought he wanted at first to bring his son back. Yeah. Well, then he kept talking and muttering over it. She was like, tell me what you want me to do. And he was like, there, and he kept trying to like kind of dance around it. She was like, say it, say what you want. So at that point, I was like, she knows, like, she knows what he wants now. She just wants him to say it. Yeah. You know, she knows that he wants revenge for it. So 
she was like, quit dancing around it. Just tell me what you tell me what it what it is that you want. Right. So she finally tells him. She's like, look, uh, go to the cemetery, bring a shovel, and then bring back what you dig up. Yeah. And he's like, how do I know where to go? She goes, you'll know once you get there. Well, as he starts to leave, he picks up Billy, and she's like, leave the boy. And you can tell he does not want to leave Billy. Uh-huh. You see that part? Yeah. Oh, I can yeah. see him. He, he played that really good. His face was just, once again, it just broke his heart to have to lay his boy down. Oh, yeah. So it cuts to now Ed is going into the cemetery. And, of course, another fantastic shot. It's got the fog around the cemetery. Mm-hmm. and Which they say cemetery, but it's a pumpkin patch is what it looks like. Pretty much. And you were even like, Man, that's a cool shot. He's sitting there going uh, through the cemetery. He's got his uh, shovel. And all of a sudden, he starts climbing his hill. Well, on the very top of this hill, the camera pans up, which they oh, didn't man. even have drones back in the day. But it was like a drone fl- flew up. And he's on top of this hill, and there's pumpkins on top of it. Yeah, it's an old pumpkin patch. Yeah, I thought and it was like a punch- pumpkin patch cemetery is what it was. But you could see like the shadows and the silhouettes of all the pumpkins and stuff. And this one little hill that he was standing on, man, it was such a good shot. With all the fog and everything. Yeah. So he starts digging. He starts digging and just keeps on going. And it's it's almost like he, he, he hits a couple spots. And then all of a sudden he just he sits the shovel down, gets on his hands and knees, and just starts doing it with his hands. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like he can't wait. He's trying to hurry up and get it done. And when he pulled the body out, I asked you, I was like, man, is that because, you know, you finally see the body, but it, sh- it really focuses on the hand. It don't really yeah. show a whole lot. But the size of the body, I was like, is that a kid? Yeah, and, and it looks like a little kid. So when he pulls the body out, it, it, it flips him out for a minute, and he jumps down the hill. Yeah. And, he lay- and as he's laying, like, on his back on this hill, he throws his hands up. He's, like, looking at his hands. I don't. Well, it's like, I think he was, <clears throat> like, at that point, he was kind of regretting what he was doing. I feel like, I feel like that was a moment of him saying, "What am I doing? What am I doing? You know, why am I doing this and all this kind of stuff?" And then he ended up doing it anyway. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and uh, finally Ed busts in the door. He's back at old lady Haggis's house, and he's got the body in his arms. And she says, uh, "Lay it on the table." So he lays the body on the table, and she just grabs his hand. She says, give me your hand. She grabs it. She takes a knife. She cuts his hand. And she's pouring his blood into this little cup. Yep. Well, I don't know. Is that where the spell started happening? Because he's like starts tripping out. Well, she was uh, she was walking around it. She did that. And he was, I don't know if he was just kind of like, it looked like he was almost just tired. Basically. Yeah, exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just kind of staggering around and all that kind of stuff. Well, she after she gets his blood, he kind of goes down to his knees in the living room. I guess you call it the living room. Yeah. And then she goes over to the boy, and she takes the boy's hand, and right before she cuts the little boy's hand, they cut the camera shot. Yeah, they don't show her actually cutting his hand, but it shoots back to her, and he's got blood, and she's got the knife. So, I mean, you know what it is. They just didn't want to show it. Yeah. It's like they, they cut real quick to uh, Ed laying there on the ground. Yeah. Because now he is actually on his back. You know what I'm saying? So she mixed both their blood, and she walks over to the body that he dug up. Yep. And she pours it on. Or did, did she mix something else, or is that all she had is just those two blood? Only things that I seen her put in that cup was the blood. Okay. So she walks over to that body, and she pours the cup out on top of this body. 
And then all of a sudden, it just starts growing. I really thought, man, it, I thought that looked really good too. Like you mean you were talking about like American Werewolf in London? Yeah, the trans like the transformation. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought, thought it, it looked, I thought ahead. it was pretty good. It was you went from the small, small like kid sized creature to it grew into this. And the only way I can describe the, if you've never seen the movie, the only way I can describe Pumpkinhead, it reminds me a lot of a flesh-colored alien from the Alien movies. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, the, the, the way the creature stood and the, the design of it, it, that's what it reminded me of. Well, this is one, I, I don't know why, but out of the entire movie, this is my favorite shot. All of a sudden, Ed wakes up. Because now we saw Pumpkinhead growing. Yeah. So we know that what's going on. But all of a sudden, Ed wakes up, and it, the camera shot is from his view and all we see is this big fireplace, and she's just staring a hole in him at him, old lady Haggis. And he's showing her face good now. No, man, she's creepy. And she says, you can go now, Ed Harley. Now it begins. Mm. And I love that, how she says, Har-. she always makes sure she has to say, Ed Harley. Ed Harley. Yeah, I love that, Got man. Got that little country twang in it. That, that, yeah. Woo, she's down from the holler. I think she's creepier than the daggum uh, pumpkin head. Mm. Pumpkin head. Pretty close. Uh... So, it cuts to now Ed's in his truck, and who was that that almost hit him? You remember that, when he's driving, and all of a sudden a truck came around? Was that supposed to be somebody, or was that just a regular? I think it was just an extra. I don't think it was anybody in particular. So, Ed's driving, and you can tell he's out of it, and he's got Billy in the passenger seat, covered up. And all of a sudden, his truck comes around this corner, and Ed almost hits it. And all of a sudden, he stops, and he looks over, and Billy is setting up, and Billy's like, What'd you do, Daddy? And, and he, it, that dude, he just kind of breaks. Yeah, and then it shows uh, Billy laying back underneath the blanket. So it was like he had a, I don't know, like a vision. Yeah, it was creepy. Almost a nightmare. Yeah, it, it was like instant regret too. I think. And then it cuts to Ed. We see a tombstone, and you, it's a woman's name, and you know it's his wife because the last name was Harley. Yeah. And Ed's burying Billy next to his mom, and he even says. uh these teenagers or these kids killed our baby boy, yep. you know, and he goes, now revenge is coming, you know, something along those lines. Well, it cuts to now, uh, Steve and Maggie are out and I can't remember. Oh, this is the part that I was totally lost about. Maggie is caught in this trans, like she slipped out ever since this has happened. Yeah. She's been like really weird. Yeah. Like, even when she's sitting on the couch, you know, they're all like, I'm worried about Maggie. She's not moving, talking, nothing. Yeah. Well, it cuts, it's almost like she's in shock. Yeah. Well, Steve takes her out in the woods, but I don't understand what he's doing with the cross. Remember he holds a necklace up in her face? Yeah, and it, I really couldn't, I didn't make out what he was saying to her either. It was almost like he was just trying to get her to snap out of it. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> anyway, as as he's talking to her, she finally is starting to come, you know, yeah. come out of it. She's finally starting to talk. And out of nowhere, we just see a hand grab Steve and just launches him. Takes off with him. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, I, and I told you, I said, man, Steve was the one that tried to stay in hell. Right, exactly. But uh, do you remember Steve's death scene? Man, he got tossed around so much. <laughs> I know, that's what I was going to say. It was like, now there was like multiple scenes where he was just tossed around and then drug. And yeah. It he, didn't, he it didn't got, really show him dying. No, he just got beat. He beat much. to sleep. Pretty much. And uh, the next scene, it's Joe, and he's talking to Kim. 
And he's just sitting there and he's like, you know, I've been a effed up person all my life. He goes, no more being an F up. You know, he's just, he he's finally getting a conscience, I yeah. guess. So he walks over to the closet and he opens the closet door and he lets, um, he lets uh, Chris and Tracy come out of the closet. Yep. And all of a sudden, and he's still got the rifle, of course. And all of a sudden, Maggie just busts in the door and she's like, He's got him. He's got Steve. And he's like, what? And she, she's like, uh, he's killing him. He's killing Steve. And Joel, which is, you know, Steve's brother, Joel and Chris are like, no, you know, anybody trying to kill my brother, I'm going to kill them. Right. And he grabs Chris and he goes, come on, we're going to go find Steve. Well, they all go outside. And this is where Maggie's in front. And this is where uh, Steve's body falls down, ain't it? Yep. Was it off the roof? I think so, yeah, just right off the edge of the roof. And she grabs his body, and as she grabs it, he just gets launched and thrown down on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, now Pumpkinhead grabs Maggie, takes, <laughs> I did like this, he takes her up on the roof, and they uh, the, the rest of them, the four uh, teenagers, run up to the front uh, yard, and they're looking up, and all they see is Maggie's feet on the other side of the yeah, was, house being drugged. It had a big light behind it and had the fog coming up. Right? Yeah. So it looked pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, now, as this is all going down, it keeps cutting back to Ed. And, like, he's hearing the the kids getting killed, the screaming. When it's like every time one of the kids gets <coughs> hurt or killed or something like that, he starts, like, being in pain. Right. So it's almost like he's got a sense of what they're feeling. Right, right. And... It's getting where it's almost getting too, uh, what would you say, too much for him. Yeah. Like, he's even, I, I thought it was killing him at first. Yeah. Because the way he was tripping and falling and stuff, you know. Um, well, it cuts back to after, you know, it shows him having these little, I don't know, these little attacks. Chris and Tracy are outside and they're still looking, they're continuing looking for Maggie. Well, now all of a sudden, Ed... He cuts back to him, and he busts in old lady Haggis, and he's like, you've got to stop this. It wasn't supposed to be like this. And she goes, what do you think it was going to be? Right. She, you know, what'd she say? Uh, uh, you think it was going to be painless? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably, Almost like she was teasing him. Well, I mean, she was, but I mean, what would what, you expect? You're raising pumpkin head up to... Pretty much. And the thing is, is uh, I know this is uh, jumping to the end, close to the end, but he's the one that saw pumpkin head, so... Yeah. I mean, come on now. He knows what Pumpkinhead is capable of doing. Yep. So, I did like this. This is what killed me. Uh, he's just begging her, you have to stop it or I'm going to stop it. She goes, once it's started, nothing's going to stop it till it finishes what it's here for. Yep. And it cuts to Joel and Kim, and they're in the kitchen floor. Like, I don't know if they were just getting down hiding or what. I Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. They were just cuddling. And it's so funny because... They're sitting there on the floor, and all of a sudden you can hear, well, you see the shadow yeah. of Pumpkinhead's hand, but he's got Maggie's head, like a, a basketball, like one palm in it. Right. And he picks her up, and but now he cut a he cut a cross in her head, remember, because mm-hmm. she was praying. Yeah. Uh, he picks her he picks her up by her head, and she's looking in the window. She's like, uh, uh like she's in pain. Dude, he free, and they see her. Yeah, he freaking smashes her face through the glass. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it, it was almost like he was toying with him. 
Because it oh, just yeah. kind of smushed her face up against the glass at first and was just kind of moving it there barely. Yeah. And then it just kind of slowly just pushed it straight through. Yeah, it was like he was smearing her face on her. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was. I thought that was a pretty good uh, death scene. And he just left her on the counter there. Well, uh, <clears throat> and Joel and, uh, runs outside to see you know where Pumpkinhead went. Well, when he comes back in... He's looking around, and Kim is still on the ground. She passed out. Once yeah. she saw Pumpkinhead slam Maggie's head through the window, she passed out. She was done. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, when uh, Joe gets back in the kitchen, he sees Maggie, uh, Kim laying there. Pumpkinhead's in the doorway. What did he grab? Did he grab a uh, a knife, or what did he grab to go uh, get a hold of? The machete. Machete, okay. Yeah, it was a machete laying on the table. So he grabs the machete and he goes to hit Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead blocks it, grabs his hand, chunks him off just like almost uh, with a punch with a mm-hmm. left hand hook. And as Joe lands on the ground, he looks up and all he sees is he, uh, Pumpkinhead grabs Kim by the head again, palming people's head. I know, right? Like a basketball. Yeah, and he pulls her uh, out of the kitchen and he just takes off with her. You don't see her anymore. Yep. For well, you don't see her anymore yet. <laughs> And uh, let me see here. Joe run, uh, Joe runs out of the house, and now he met up with Chris and Tracy, and they're like, "Where's Where's Kim?" And he's like, "He He got Kim. He got Kim." And I this was my favorite uh, death scene. They're running through the woods, and uh, they see Pumpkinhead and uh, Kim all the way up on the top of this tree. I thought that was a pretty good shot. Oh, like, man, it looked really good because it looked like they were almost some kind of platform or something like that. Like, he had just climbed up there and he was just kind of sitting there waving. Yeah, he was like, it was like out on a branch or, yeah. some branch or something. Yeah. And he's holding her by her head and she's kicking and screaming and he just lets her go right in front of him. And I thought she hit the ground, but then when it pans down, she's on a rock. With a big old boulder. That's a nice boulder. I like that boulder. That's a nice boulder. <laughs> um... Well, it cuts back to the cabin. Now Ed has made it back to the cabin. Well, I say back to the cabin. He's made it to the cabin. He's not been there before. Right. And he sees Maggie's body laying on the uh, counter, and he sees Steve's body, which they covered Steve's face up. Mm-hmm. You want to bring that up about when they covered Steve's face up earlier in the movie after they got his body in? <sighs> they brought his body in. They covered him up. And right as they were getting ready to cover his face up, his eye kind of shifted and focused, like he looked at something off camera. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things. Like I hate, I hate it when I can pick out stuff in movies. Like and see, that. I didn't even see it. My wife's one that was like, yeah. "You see his eye move," and I was like, "No." Yeah, it was bad. Um. So anyway, it cuts to now Tracy, Joel, and Chris, and they find this house, and nobody's answering the door. They're sitting there screaming, "We need help," and nobody's helping them. Well. All of a sudden, they see this truck sitting there, so they run to the truck. Now, granted, Chris has the rifle now. Now, this is what kills me. This is what me and you talking about. Not only do they find the truck, but Joel looks at Chris, and he says something like, "I got he, he got killed. You know, he's all upset. Yeah. Chris, who was hit in the head by Joel with his big old... With a log. Grabs a hold of Joel and just hugs him tightly. I was like, I'm not going to console somebody that just beamed me in the head with a branch and log. No, it ain't going to happen. 
And then you put me in a closet, and I don't know what you're going to do with me. Right. So they make it to the truck, and right before they're trying to get in the truck, all of a sudden we hear this farmer say, put your weapon down, and he cocks the gun. Well, they turn around, and she's like, can you please help us? He goes, drop your weapon, and Chris drops the, the rifle, and he's like, now y'all get off my property and get out of here. And he's got a dog with him, and the dog's just going nuts, growling. And uh, he finally explains to him, he, he says, uh, you're all marked. And yeah. she goes, what do you mean, Mark? Marked. And out of nowhere, Pumpkinhead shows up. And as Chris goes for the gun, we hear a shot, which the farmer done took off. Yeah. It cuts around, and Ed is the one that shoots Pumpkinhead. And it looks like he got him in the chest. Mm -hmm. Pumpkinhead falls, and Joe walks up to Pumpkinhead, and Chris and uh, Tracy's like, get away from him. You don't know if it's dead or alive. And he walks up, and Joe shoots it right in the head. And he goes, it's dead. He thought. Yeah, you can tell this one about this thing, Joe's this thing. He, he says that he's dead now, and then Pumpkinhead's arm just kind of flings up and grabs him by the leg and kicks him, knocks him over. Pumpkinhead gets up, and he's. It's weird because there's so many times where Pumpkinhead just smiles. Yeah, yeah. It looks really creepy. So he gets up and he actually picks up Joe's rifle and he points it at him, and I thought, all right, he's just going to shoot him. No. He jams this gun in this guy's gut mm -hmm. and then lifts Joel off the ground with it. It was, whew. Yeah, that, that that was a pretty violent death scene. It was, it was a trip. And when he picks him up off the ground, it looked like he was almost like sliding on the barrel. It, yeah. it looked really good. Yeah. But what what killed me was, and maybe you could tell what we, he was doing, when he set Joel's body down, because remember, now Ed is seeing this happen. Yeah. Uh, Tracy and Chris took off running. Uh-huh. What was he doing to the body? It was like, like he, he was messing with his head. He was flicking his head. Yeah, he was like... I don't know what he was doing. It was weird. Well, it cuts to uh, Chris and Tracy, and they run to the house where we finally realize it's the Wallace family. Yep. It's their house. <clears throat> and they can, and there's, of course, Mr. Wallace and the family sitting there, and they can hear Chris and Tracy begging them to let them in. And uh, Bunt's like, we got to help them. And he goes, no, you you need to go to bed. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this isn't this isn't nothing to do with us. We don't deal with it. It only kills what, it, uh, who it's hunting, or anybody or, that gets in the way. Yep, or anybody that gets in his way. So they make Bunt go to his room, and go to bed, and they finally. It's almost to me like Tracy and Chris just give up. Yeah, they sit on the front steps and they're just crying and they're like, what What are we gonna do? You know. Yeah. Well, it cuts to Bunt, and he's in his bedroom, and he's getting his overalls put on. And his sister wakes up. She's like, Where are you, what, are you, what are you doing? And he was like, you got to swear not to tell. And she goes, okay, I swear. And he he does like this, oh, cross your heart. So she crosses her heart. Then he does the pinky swear. And when she does the pinky swear, then he's like, now spit. <laughs> <laughs> and she rolls her eyes, and she spits on the floor. And he's like, okay. And he goes, I got to help these people. And she goes, you know, Dad, I'll tan your hide if you help them. And he's like, Dad's not going to find out. Or Paul's not going to find out, you know. So finally, Bunt sneaks out of the house to go help Tracy and Chris. So as Tracy and Chris are still sitting on these steps, Bunt comes around a corner and he's got a flashlight. Mm -hmm. And he like flicks it at him and he goes, hey. And they look over and he's like, uh, come on, let's let's get out of here. And they get up and Chris, this is what kills me, he's whispering. And Chris and uh, Tracy are, like, talking all out. They're like, who are you? And he's like, 
I'm here to help you. I'm bunt. He goes, have y'all seen it? Is it real? How big is it? You know, he's talking about pumpkin head. Yeah. And Chris grabs him by the collar and he's like, what do you, what do you know? How, who are you? And you know, all this stuff. And Bunt's like, I'm here to help you. You know, go ahead. Yeah. I yeah, tell you, he, if you can say something. No, nah, it's, it's like it, Bunt feels bad mm-hmm. because he's got an idea, I think, of uh, why this is happening. Right, right. So it's like he's got a, he's trying to right his wrong. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like what Ed is doing now. Yeah. And um, he tells him, he goes, come on, just follow me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to protect y'all. Well, he takes him to this old uh, church. You can tell it's an old church. Looks like it's been uh, burnt down, I guess. Yeah. And he said, uh, what did he say? They started a congregation here. Yeah. And he says, so I'm going to, he said, we, they were making a church. He says, so I'm going to say this is a holy place. He says, and uh, maybe Pumpkinhead don't like holy places. Yeah. Well, he don't say Pumpkinhead. He just says, maybe it don't like holy places, right. you know. So, anyway, they get there, and they kind of, they're still whispering, but there's, they're inside of the church. And finally, Chris and Tracy are like, well, what is going on? And Bunt decides to tell the story of Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell the story of the Pumpkinhead? It's basically what it boils down to is if two guys are going at it and one's got, he says basically when a guy does something bad to another guy, there's got to be something bad, bad. Yeah. Like killing. He said that they can conjure up Pumpkinhead basically to take out the revenge. Based, you know, general gist of it anyway. Yeah, because she's even like, what does it mean we're marked? Yeah. And he goes, well, y'all, what do you, what'd y'all do? Did y'all do something bad? And he goes, and it has to be bad, like you said. Yeah. And finally she tells him, she says uh, about Billy, a little boy. And then he goes, you talking about uh, Billy Harley? Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know him? Like that? And uh, which killed me because I'm like, y'all saw him talking to each other at the grocery store. Right. You were there. So... Uh, she says, is he okay or is he dead? And he goes, it has to be bad for him to be coming after you. Yeah. And he's, and he finally tells him, he's like, uh, Mr. Harley, you know, wanted me to show him where old lady Haggis lived at. Mm-hmm. So now he's finally getting the gist of all oh, crap. You know, that, that's what Mr. Harley wanted. Yep. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it kills me because he's, he's so, it's the way he acted. You hear the lightning and the thunder going and all of a sudden he goes, Button goes, I think he's here. And they just turn around, there's Pumpkinhead in the archway yeah. of the door. Awesome shot. It's because the, the cross. Light, yes. The, nah. He's Pumpkinhead standing in the archway. The cross is over Pumpkinhead's head, but the light is shining through. And I mean, you see Pumpkinhead pretty good, but the silhouette looks awesome. Yeah. And so they, they all take off running. And Pumpkinhead just taking a sweet time. Like, he goes into the church, and he's just, like, looking around, taking a sweet time. He's not even really, like... It's almost like you said he's toying with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he walks he walks in, and was that a cross, or was mm-hmm. it just two things of wood? It looked like a cross. Okay. So I don't know if it was supposed to be a cross, or if it was just two boards that were... Well, you saw, you see what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was two boards in the shape of a cross. And Pumpkinhead picks it up, and he kind of snarls, and then he breaks it. Yeah. Well, he cuts back to the Wallace house, and Ed's there, and he's like, uh, "Wallace, get up and help me kill this thing." And he was, you know, and he was like, "I know you're in there." And he goes, "Gosh dang it, uh, Wallace! If you don't get him, I'll blow the hinges off the door." And he puts the gun up to the door, and all of a sudden, 
I'm guessing that's Wallace's oldest boy. I don't know. It never really. <clears throat> well, <throat> Wallace, old man Wallace is actually Bunt's grandpa. Okay. So it could have been Bunt's dad. Yeah, I can see that. Because it was he he was younger than Mr. Wallace and he was older than Bunt, so So all of a sudden, um I'm just gonna say his son or uh, Bunt's dad there you go. pulls a shotgun on him on Ed and he's like, eh, drop it. Yeah. And he drops it and Mr. Wallace opens the door and he tells Ed, he goes, Get off my property. And this is what kills me. Ed didn't put no fight up. He's like, No. He's like, All right, check you later. Yeah, he's like, I ain't dealing with y'all too. Yeah, he just, and he didn't pick his gun up. He just took off. Mm-hmm. Well, it cuts to now, because uh, Chris and Tracy said something about getting to their vehicles. Bunt has finally taken them to the vehicles, and both vehicles are flipped over. The Jeep's flipped over, and the car's flipped over. But there's one uh, dirt bike just sitting there. And Chris is like, I'm, I'm, you know, stay here. I'm going to get the dirt bike. And Tracy's trying to tell him. She's like, no, don't do it, you know? Yeah. He gets on the bike, and, you know, he's looking around. It's got this, like, uh, eerie feeling because, you know, there's no music or nothing. As soon as he fires the bike up, all of a sudden, uh, Bunt and Tracy scream. They turn around, and there's Pumpkinhead, and he's holding the chain to the bike. Yeah, when he starts the bike up, it sounds weird. Yeah. Like, something sounds off on it. And then, sure enough, they show Pumpkinhead. He's got the chain, and he's laughing. Yeah, I thought that was cool. They yeah. gave him a sense of humor, dude. Yeah, I like that. They really did. They gave well, him personality. Well, and the thing about it is, though, is it's supposed to be like a demon, yeah. basically. So it, it's not, you know, completely... Monster? Yeah. And, dude, he picks the bike up while Chris is on it and just chunks the bike. And Chris just stayed on. Did you see where it landed? Yeah. yeah. It landed just like he was sitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, like, I was like, really? Hands on the uh, handlebar and everything, and boy. his head just hit the ground. <laughs> you know, his butt cheeks were tensed oh, up, boy. Oh, man. But uh, he lands, and it's funny because Pumpkinhead does not kill anybody fast. He just toys with them. Yeah. So he walks over, and he's actually, like, starts stepping on uh, Chris's back. Mm-hmm. Well, Ed shows up and tells Bunt and Tracy to come with me. And uh, as soon as Bunt sees him, he's like, Mr. Mister Harlan, he's like, come with me now. And we see Chris being dragged off by Pumpkinhead. Well, finally, they get back to Ed's house, and Bunt goes inside the house with the dog, uh, Gypsy. And Ed is outside in his barn. And he's got his back toward everything. He's over there working on something. Well, Tracy finally goes in there, and she's like, uh, we're sorry. that it was, it was an accident. And she goes, we didn't mean to kill uh, Billy. You know, we didn't see him. It was, it was, it was honestly an accident. And she goes, can you please call this off? And he turns around and he goes, nothing can call this off, but I'm going to send it back to hell where it came. Mm-hmm. And he's got this flamethrower. That's what he's been working on, I guess. Well, it cuts back to the house and uh, the dog starts growling. So yep. we know, okay, Pumpkinhead's coming back. Well, all of a sudden, it cuts to now Pumpkinhead's in the doorway. He's coming into uh, Ed's house. And I thought this was pretty neat. We see Bunt. He's hiding in the closet. And it cuts over to a Gypsy. And Gypsy's in the toy chest. And it even says Billy's name on it. It kind of sticks her head up. Or sticks his head up a little bit and looks at him. And then sticks it right back down. Yeah, you can see the lid close yeah. a little bit. They, yeah. That dog did it really good. Oh, yeah. And... Pumpkinhead walks up to the closet and opens the closet door and you and we're seeing it. I did love the camera shot on this. 
the camera shot's like a caddy corner away from a bunt where you can see his right shoulder and his face, you know, looking up. Yeah. But you can see Pumpkinhead sticks his head in there and he's looking around his closet. And you think, okay, he's not going to see him. And all of a sudden, Pumpkinhead just like rears back and just moves all the clothes and grabs a hold of Bunt. Yep. And uh, my turtle's over there fighting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so next thing we know, it shows Pumpkinhead leaving the house and he's got uh, Bunt on the uh, by the head. And this whole time he's doing it, Chris is at the house because he brought Chris with him. Chris is just crawling away. I'm like, dude, what does this dude have to, like, this dude is not dying. It was almost like he was using him to find the rest of them. Like he was leaving them alive just so he, I guess he had a connection, but I don't know. I don't know either. Because he did the same thing with uh, Maggie. Yeah. Yep. He didn't kill her until he got back to the house. Right. So Ed's got this um, blowtorch on him. He's ready to go. And now Chris is crawling away, and Tracy sees Chris, so she runs over, and she's trying to help him up while Pumpkinhead is holding uh, Bunt by the throat. Now, before that, though, when they were in the barn, Harley or Ed's back was turned to her, and he starts kind of, his body starts kind of twitching or whatever. Right. And he gets a little freaked out. Well, he turns back around, and his eyes are odd. Like, oh, yeah. They're yeah. not like normal eyes. You can tell like they're bloodshot, they're pale. And then it gets a shot of his eyes and him, and he just kind of starts snarling at, at Tracy. Mm-hmm. Well, then she that's when she runs outside. So then she runs outside, and she sees Pumpkinhead with Bunt. And then Harley is chasing her. Ed is pretty much chasing her because it's almost like Pumpkinhead. It looked like Pumpkinhead took over Ed, like he possessed him or something. Okay. So when he comes walking out with that flamethrower, that flamethrower, the, the hose on it gets caught on a nail or something mm-hmm. and jerks him back. And when it does, it jabs him in the arm, in the shoulder. The rake. Yeah, the the pitchfork. It jabs him in the shoulder, and at the same time, Pumpkinhead's shoulder leans back or rears back like he got hurt at the same time. And I guess it kind of knocked Ed out of it because he he was his normal self after that. Yeah, and uh, after that, that's when I was like, wait a minute, what happened? Yeah. And Pumpkinhead's face changed, and it kind of looked more human. Yeah. So And it did kind of, was it supposed to favor Ed? It did. It kind of looked like him. That's so I'm like, okay, so yeah. that's when I told you. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Now we know what's going on. Right. So this whole time, she's still trying to help Chris. He's yeah. not dead yet, is he? No. And now we realize, okay. When he's twitching his body and all this stuff, he's actually almost like living vicariously through Pumpkinhead. Yeah. So it's really him doing the revenge, you know? Yep. Well, Ed runs off. He's finally realized, okay, when I get hurt, he got hurt. Yep. She takes the blowtorch, Tracy does, and starts uh, setting him on fire, Pumpkinhead on fire, and it's not even phasing him one bit. Doesn't do nothing. Ed goes and gets the gun, this little handgun. Yep. And it shows Ed, and he puts the, hand, the gun up to his temple. Fires a shot. As soon as he fires a shot, you see Pumpkinhead react to it. Yep. This part right here, I was like, okay, wait a minute. Ed just shot himself in the temple, but then he had time to still run around the barn. Stagger out. Stagger out. Then he falls. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there thinking, man, hold up now. 
you know, yeah. no exit wound either. You know, he yeah. didn't show that either. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's still laying there, and he, he's he's getting up again. Ed is too. And while Ed's getting up, Pumpkinhead's getting up. Yep. Well, Tracy grabs the gun, and he looks at uh, Ed. Looks at Tracy and goes, "You have to kill me. You have to kill me." And she's got it toward aimed at Pumpkinhead. Well, then she turns around and she just starts firing on Ed. Mm-hmm. So every time Ed gets shot, Pumpkinhead's reacting. So they're realizing this is the way to kill Pumpkinhead. Right. Finally, Ed falls down to his side and he's he's gone. He's dead and Pumpkinhead falls down to his side. And out of nowhere, uh, Pumpkinhead's body just goes up in flames. Bursts in flames. So Bunt's still alive, Tracy's still alive, and Chris, I guess, is still alive. I guess so. You know what I'm saying? It just showed him crawling. Last last time we seen Chris, he was crawling. But we know Ed is officially dead, and now Pumpkinhead, like I said, is just caught on fire. Yep. Well, <clears throat> after that, it cuts to old lady Haggis. In the pumpkin patch cemetery. She's back at the pump, pumpkin <laughs> she's back at the pumpkin patch cemetery up on that hill. And she's got that body. Yep. And she lays the body down in the graveyard. And remember, I was like, did it look? I was like, wait a minute. It, it looked, uh, it, he was like, does it have a different head on it? Because it did look like it was different. It had hair. Yeah. And we were like, no, that's, that's pumpkin head. Yeah. Well, she starts to bury it, bury it. And then we notice the body is wearing the necklace that Billy gave his dad. Yep. And that's all they're focused on. The it, They're just zoomed in on the necklace. The whole time she's covering them with dirt. Yep. And the dirt starts going on them. And all of a sudden it fades to black. And it's the end. And that is the end of Pumpkinhead. I like the ending. I did too. I really did. I really like that. I because like- instead of saying Pumpkinhead's dead, they just replace them. Yes. Yes. And I mean, we already know that they've made more. Right. Since, right. Know. So that is it. That is the end of Pumpkinhead. And Randy, you want me to go first on my review? Sure. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna name uh, the good and just a little bit of bad, not mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. One thing that this film had going for it is I love when they have a monster like this and they're not afraid to show it. Yep. the The costume looked great. The makeup effects looked good. I was glad that we got to see Pumpkinhead through the entire thing, and it wasn't one of them classic 80 movies where you only saw his hand grab somebody and ki- like, silhouettes. Yes. Then, yeah. So from the very beginning of the film, even like you know, like when he's killing Clayton out there, you see the full body of Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Really dug that. Love the uh, idea of old lady Haggis. Yep. Knowing how to bring him back, I, and I thought her character. I don't even know if she's in any more of them. I haven't seen any after this one. Yeah, this I think this is the only one I've ever seen. But I loved her character. Uh, I really thought that they could have done, if they do, you know, the sequels, I haven't seen them. I really think they could go really far with her and tell her backstory. Oh, yeah. I, I, sh- I feel like one, one movie should be her backstory. Right, right. Uh, the lighting in this film I thought was excellent. Um... I guess if I'm going to say anything negative about it, there was just a few... Se- I thought the acting was pretty good, but there yeah. was a few scenes <clears throat> that I got taken out of, and that was like when uh, Ed finds his son's body laying there. Yeah. 
he didn't have enough reaction. Yeah. It was like he was just walking. Like the kids cried more about this boy dying than his own dad. Mm-hmm. Did you catch on that too? Yeah, it was almost like he, like you could tell that he was upset and traumatized, but it was like there was no emotion to it. Like you right. could see on his face, he would, you know, he would grimace at times and he never cried. Right. Which, I mean, real life, some people just don't cry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and one of the main things with this movie, it was short. Yep. So I feel like if it had been any longer, it would have ruined it. it yeah, because then it would have been just filler. Yeah. Scenes. So they would have put scenes in it that didn't make no sense. If it was another 15, 20 minutes longer, they would have put a sex scene in it just you know, yeah. just to fill some space or something like that. But they didn't. I feel like they got right into the meat and potatoes with this. Right. And they kept it going. Once the movie picked up, uh, it kept my interest the entire time. Once the movie picked up, I thought, okay, you know, yeah. they got me on this. So perfect, uh, perfect length of the movie. You I know? think so. Uh, so my review would be my rating on the pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Uh, I do feel like you could, you definitely want to add it to your collection. Uh, I do feel like you can watch it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, man, this is hard because I'm I'm caught between two grades here. Uh. I know what I want to give it, but I don't. But I know how people are like, oh, well, it deserves much better. Man, I'm going to. I enjoyed the film. Definitely thumbs up. But I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to say I'll give it a. C plus. A C plus. Yeah. A C plus. It was either a C plus or a B, man. Well, we're not far off. Uh. I'm definitely, definitely going to give it a thumbs up. Okay. If you're a collector, um, it's definitely one of those movies you need. I, like I said, I can't speak for any of the other ones because this is the only one that I've seen. Um, but it's definitely a thumbs up. You can check it out. It's a great movie. Um, the For me, the, the things that set this movie over top, for one is the old lady Haggis. Because mm-hmm. she, she put the creepy factor into it for the most part. Like, Pumpkinhead's... Uh, Pumpkinhead was was crazy looking and and great, but she added the creepiness to it, right? And it was that that takes it to a whole nother level. That makes Pumpkinhead even more scary. Um, that and the fog and the lighting, man. And there were so many great shots just because of the fog and the lighting. Right. It was insane. And I liked how every time Pumpkinhead started showing up, they had the strobe light going, right? And it just right. kind of the light would flicker, and that's how you knew the Pumpkinhead was showing up. Um, there were certain scenes where I thought the acting was, you know, kind of, uh, but then I remember this is 1988. Right. So it's an older movie. Um, so I'm giving it a thumbs up for sure. Definitely check it out. And I'm actually going to give it a B. A B. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a B because I thought it was I, I thought it was really good. And that's the thing. That's where I'm torn, man. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I really did. And I guess because there is so many other movies that, that you would give a B to. Yeah, that I'd give a B to. You know what I'm saying? That it's like, ah, uh, C plus or B, C plus or yeah. B. You know what I'm saying? It's right on that borderline. I feel you. Man, do you think that's justice giving a C plus? Hey, no, you can't change it now. I'm not. No. Nope. I was asking you. I, I, that's better than average. 
Oh, well, yeah. And, but that's what I'm saying is like, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, I said you can watch it multiple times. Yeah. I'll watch it again, but it's not going to be a yearly tradition. Yeah, it's not. It, you know, it's not going to be something that I watch as much as I watch other films. That And that is what sticks to me. Yeah, it's one of those ones like I could watch it again mm-hmm. maybe once or twice a year. But right. it's not one of those movies that I can be like, oh, you've never seen this movie? Let's sit down and watch it real quick. Probably, I'm probably going to be like, hey, you need to check it out whenever you get time. That and See, that's what goes a lot into my uh, grades. Yeah. Is because if I don't like this movie enough to where I could be like, dude, I could watch this anytime. Like, definitely. Like, and like you said, uh, if somebody come over and I was like, you ain't seen Pumpkinhead? Oh my God, we got to watch it. Yeah. That to me is a B and up. This movie, I'm like you, I'm like, you. check it out, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? you. So anyway, that is our review of Pumpkinhead and, uh, like, uh, man, I don't even think we have anything planned for next month, do we? Man, November is like, yeah. We don't have anything, do we? We gotta find something. Yeah, this is like the first time we haven't we haven't actually said no, November was the month that we were trying to figure out what to do because we got December figured out. Yeah, you know what? November's gonna be a surprise. Yes, I'd tell you one thing I'd like to do in November. Oh, I enjoy our sit down conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to get some different opinions on horror movies from other people. Okay. Maybe it be a full episode. Maybe it be a special episode where we can still do two movies, yep. but throw a third episode in the in the month. Right on, right on. But so as of right now, we do not know what we're going to review next. Uh, if you have any suggestions, hit us up on Instagram, which is Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. Hit us up on Facebook, which is Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy, or hit us up on Twitter, and our Twitter tag is at Small T. Horror pod. Yep. And uh, leave us a message and let us know, hey, I'd like to hear this be done. Um, I would really like to review Tucker and Dale versus Evil with the one and only Pullen. Oh, my goodness. But it's kind of hard to get our schedules together. Right. So, But anyway, we'll figure out something for November. But I wonder what Pullen would give on the Pullen scale. For what? Tucker and Dale. Oh, I know what he's gonna give. Oh, you're probably thumbs up, A plus. <laughs> he's gonna like Black Christmas. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I want him on the show. Oh well. <laughs> but anyway, that being said, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, remember to please. Uh huh. You thought I was gonna say stay scared. No, you? no. I was okay. waiting. I was waiting on you. Uh, you, you say. Like, <laughs> as always. Uh, Please tell your friends and family about us. Uh, like we've always said, word of mouth goes a long way. Absolutely. And you can always catch us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Look at there, boy. That's a lot of casts. Yeah, there is. But anyway, the most important thing, fellers, ladies and fellers. Yeah, you can't leave ladies out. Oh, I know. They like scary movies, too. Oh, heck yeah. Mine don't, but... <laughs> And as always, stay scared. Stay spooky.